Welcome back to the No Clue Podcast. We are back to talk about Game 4. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Mike. I'm Tyler. Welcome. Uh, let's get right to it, man. The series is officially underway now. Yeah. Yeah. I Best mean, two added three at this point. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I lost a lot of sleep thinking about this game, I'm going to be honest. Mm-hmm. I don't remember if I've ever been so just confused, like angry, frustrated mm-hmm. by a single game. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and what I want to do for this recap, I do, I want to talk about the main point last, and you know who that is. Okay, yeah. So before we get to the main point, I want to talk about some of the smaller things that we both saw. Positive or negative to start? Doesn't really matter. We can just go one for one and kind of react, you know. I feel like we'll be on the same page with a lot of the stuff. Okay. Uh, but I got to start. I'll just start with something negative, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, and the reason I want to do this is because, like, I don't want the the main point to distract people from how ugly this game was. Okay. Uh, and my first point is Mike Budenholzer was awful again. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I just I, it frustrated me that they won the game because I didn't see Mike Budenholzer. Not a single decision he made was like the right one to me. Mm-hmm. I never saw them come out of a timeout and run a good play. Nope. I never saw sub the, the substitutions. I. I I mean, we've been talking about it all series, all playoffs. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. You know how bad the substitutions are That I, now that I think about it? I'm starting to realize in watching this game, there's a point in the third quarter where Pat Connaughton is getting cooked by Devin Booker late in the third quarter after he already got four and came back in the game. Yeah. This is maybe like the third stretch of the game where Pac, specifically Pat Connaughton is getting cooked. This is when Booker had the seven field goals in a row? Yes. Yes. And I um, think four of them were on yes, yes. straight. And he, he at one point, like they run a pick and roll and Holiday is guarding the, the screener. Mm-hmm. And Booker says, no, 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 no. This isn't the pick and roll I want to run. Uh corner guy that Pat Connaughton is guarding come set me one yeah <laughs> again he's he's already got a 30 piece at this point I'm pretty sure yeah I'm looking at it and I'm like wow this team is missing DiVincenzo <laughs> we haven't that's, said that we haven't even thought about him all playoffs that's bad if someone's getting worked that bad that you miss DiVincenzo Again, it's so bad because <clears throat> it's so bad because we kept talking about Div- how out of place Divincenzo looked. Yep. And I'm watching the game and I'm like, "Yo, y'all are missing the guy that y'all had no role for, no consistent like like assignment on the team for, and y'all right. are missing him." Right. Don't, I don't understand this obsession with Pat Connaughton. I don't get it. And a lot of the times, I mean, 
in that stretch, a lot of the times they weren't even off the screen and rolls off the switches. He was just coming down and, you know, maybe it was a transition or a yeah. um, turnover and Connaughton just happened to pick Booker up and, you know, got exposed immediately. <laughs> immediately. Post up, posted him up twice. Oh, uh, he was showing the whole bag on Connaughton. He was. Like, he was playing king of the core on him. Yep. I just, I don't get, how do you look at Jeff Teague do positive things and yank him from the game? And he's the one guy who I, I'm confident in his defense. He's one of those guys who won't get cooked like four times in a row unless exactly. it's like a Hall of Famer. It's time to use the fouls. When, when I've given up three straight buckets, it's time to use a foul. Yeah. I'm hand-checking. Right. You know, I'm I'm reaching hard. I'm showing you you're not just going to do that easily right. on me. Yeah. And, and, I mean, you've talked about Bobby Portis extensively. And, again, every minute he was out there, he was doing positive things. On both ends. On both ends. And he's getting yanked. Budenholzer has – he has the depth that he can go in and have five on the court and have zero mismatches. Or five guys on the court that can pick up anybody. Yes. Because, like, he can make it so P.J. Tucker is in at the two. Like, with with Middleton and Holiday and Portis and um, and Greek Freak. I mean, he does it all the time. But when it's time to actually play defense, which in this day and age, the third quarter is the most important quarter in basketball. And he has Connington out there getting worked. <laughs> the first 46 minutes of the game... I don't think Pat Connaughton, maybe he got an assist. Maybe, you know, he grabbed some rebounds. He didn't really go get any. Right. I mean, how do you play a guy out of those 46 minutes for 30 to 35 and he does nothing positive and he never gets yanked? Right. I mean, the starters are getting yanked when they do dumb shit. Yeah. But Pat Connaughton, who's who literally had a possession where he sold, like he fucked up in like three different ways. Yep. He had we're two not turnovers pulling, on the same possession. We're not pulling him to the side and having a conversation with him. And a foul 96 feet from the <laughs> yeah. basket. Out of the 94 feet on the court. I don't, I don't get <laughs> why. Like Boonholzer, it's almost like Boonholzer wants us to think that they don't have any depth. I know. We know that's not the case. Forbes didn't touch the floor. Teague, like you said, had great moments Two minutes. when he was out there. It's not. It's terrible, man. I don't get it. Don't like, get it. Giannis is getting tired. Brooke Lopez is playing bad enough to get benched. Drew Holiday yep. was begging to get benched. Yep. There's no Again, way Teague missed that many Forty-seven minutes. There's no way Teague misses that many layups. No way. Teague, first thing he did was come in and get fouled immediately. Immediately. Drew Holiday, did Drew Holiday take free throws? It didn't look, he might have took a couple, but it didn't look like it. Uh, yeah, he took a couple, yeah. Yeah. That's it, though. I mean. How do you take 20 shots and you get, what, a couple free throws? He had five. He had five. Doesn't seem. I I think maybe two were in at the end, the very end of the game. Two or three. Okay. 
Yeah. But I guess we could get into another point because I don't have too much to say about this. But I, I mean, Drew Holiday was atrocious. Absolutely terrible, man. And, and I, I want to make I want to make one thing clear for another. Again, sometimes I like to educate the people who don't actually play basketball that are just basketball fans. There's a big difference with between shooting bad and playing bad. You know, you. I would say Middleton last game shot bad. He didn't play all that bad, but he shot really bad. What Holiday did last night was, it was a mix of both. But when you go and you're missing layups, you're making bad passes, iffy passes, you're not really playing, you're playing like the defense that looks like good defense, but it's really just because the other guy just isn't playing well, like yes. last night. Um, and when you're just on the court and no one notices you're on the court, you're playing bad. It's it's worse than shooting bad. Like, I would rather him go four for 20 and, you know, maybe he hit two threes, maybe not. But, like, I'd rather him get five turnovers doing that and, like, finish the bad game other than just being non-existent on the court at times yes yeah i I was watching i was watching one of the sports shows this morning and um uh they were commenting on how they thought drew holiday got hurt in the first half or something because they just couldn't understand why he wasn't making any impact on the court but you know he didn't look hurt at all by the way (laughs) nothing about his struggles looked like like, he was limited in any way. He was just out there. That's it. He, he looked... At, at one point... I, I Honestly, at one point, he looked high. <laughs> that little, like, he got the put back, and he, like, almost came down and just threw it up. Yeah. And obviously doesn't go in, but yep. he's, like, frustrated. Like, he's... Like, why would you even take that? Right. Yeah. It's, it's weird. It's weird. What we else can, did we can go from him. Oh, I, I'll say this: uh, the the three point shooting on the Bucks, like they've proved multiple times that they don't have to hit a lot of threes to win the game. Like they're not one of the teams that needs to outshoot the other team from three. But they were seven for twenty nine. And Phoenix was 7 for 23 and only lost by 6. But Lopez, 0 for 5. Holiday, 0 for 5. Greek Freak, 0 for 2. PJ, 0 for 1. Middleton, 3 for 8. Uh, it's not too bad. I'm okay with that. Connaughton, 3 for 7. I didn't even notice Connaughton's 3s. I liked Bobby's 3. 1 for 1. I like it. But... This jacking up threes where, like, every decent look they get, I, I don't get it. I've been and, criticizing it the whole playoff run. And Lopez's threes. Disgusting. He shot two on one possession. You remember that? Yeah. You can't, again, going back to Budenholzer, you can't call yourself a good coach and allow guys to take shots like that. Lopez thinks just because he's taller than everyone. Right. He can just shoot it like in their right. face because they can't reach it. 
It's, it's, how is there it's never, a bad shot. How is there never, like, everywhere, every team I can think of with good leadership, uh-huh. somebody has the voice, whether it's the coach or some a player, somebody has the voice to, like, call out when bullshit is happening on the team. Mm-hmm. Specifically when, like, awful shots are going up, when awful decisions are being made. Yeah. Why is there nobody in Milwaukee that's willing to do that? I don't know. Uh, and there's no one to tell guys what role to play, you know, when to say, okay, like, you don't do that. Like, that's enough of that. Like you said, they, they don't stop anything. Lopez is, how tall is Lopez? Seven one. <clears throat> yeah, big seven one. He was He had the least amount of rebounds on the team last night. And, and what pisses me off is that that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> that's what that's exactly. what frustrates me about it. Exactly. I just, I, I really don't understand. Teague came in for 11 minutes and matched Lopez's rebounds at 6-2. I mean, they got a commentator sitting there talking about what a great rebounding guard Pat Connaughton is. Yeah, he get he gets rebounds, but it's only because no one else is going for the rebound. Yeah. It's like it's just like a rebounding drill. No one else is attacking. Like someone, you've done the rebounding drills yeah. where they just shoot it and just say, "All right, go get it," yes. and push the ball. That's what it's like for him. No one else attacks the boards. Uh, and it's like Brooke Lopez has never done that drill in his life. Yeah. Because uh, I know a lot of guys who drift on... Kevin Love drifts on the perimeter. Mm-hmm. Chris Bosh in Miami spent a lot of time drifting on the perimeter. Yeah. Those guys didn't just not fucking rebound. You never questioned them as rebounders. Never. No. Lopez doesn't even get defensive rebounds. No. I mean, he had one rebound last night. So it's not just, you know, crashing the offensive boards. He wasn't, he was never under the basket. Yeah, I mean, there's certain aspects of it that are coaching and design issues. Yeah. But again, like, you're 7-1. I don't care where you are on the court, dude. Yeah. You could give me five. It puts the team, um, their best chance to win is with Lopez having at least some rebounds. More Just than one. an inside presence. He's by far the... When, when he's getting inside, getting in like inside opportunities, he's shown repeatedly that he's the smartest inside presence they have. Yeah. And he's he, not the most dominating, but he's the sm- most high... Like, he has the highest IQ... In any given quarter, he could be dominant in the paint. Yes. Any given quarter. Um, I, one other thing I saw about Milwaukee's defense. For the first three quarters of the game, they were just uh, relying on Aiton to just miss easy shots. And they were relying on bad passes, which Phoenix did make. They had a lot of turnovers. But they weren't stopping any other shot on the court. Aiton was getting any shot he wanted, any look. When he got it, they were just 
hoping he missed it because they weren't defending the shots. Yes. Sometimes they made him catch it like short corner and he overshot it a little bit or shot and, it short. Yeah, that and Aiden could have played a little bit better. You know, he could have played significantly better yeah, as far as making a lot of, you know, good shots that he got. Yeah, but the thing is, Milwaukee let him get a lot, a lot of a lot of good looks. They did that again next game. Aiton is making a much higher percentage of them than he did, you know? Right. And then, you know, if if he had made some of the easy shots he had, they might have blown Milwaukee out. You know what's weird? I, I didn't see, and, and maybe I missed something. You know, I, I missed about 45 seconds of the start of the second half. So Yeah. That was my bad. Drastic. No, no, no. I just, I'm just saying, like, I didn't miss much of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't see, like, a strategy to take something away. From Milwaukee? From Milwaukee. Okay. Because, mm-hmm. you know, this is... Even the bad defenses all over the league, they try to limit something. I've talked mm-hmm. about it before. Like, you know, Clippers do this kind of poorly because they'll they'll completely take something away and then they'll just completely not do, like guard in another way. Right. I, like Devin Booker could get any mid-range shot he wants. Yep. Chris Paul can go anywhere he wants. Yep. Cam Johnson could get open off of like a basic bump cut. Mhm. That goes for most of the wings. A basic fade out. Right. He's open. Mm-hmm. Campaign is another guy. If he made more jumpers, he would have had a huge night. Yeah. I, yep. I just, I don't understand. We can't contain. We got the longest team in the league, and we can't contain anyone or anything. Nope. We still can't decide whether we're going to trap pick and rolls or, like, hedge or just switch. Still don't get out to corner as well. Cam Johnson and Crowder still light up the corners. Yeah, we can't close out. And when we do close out, we fucking hit elbows and, and arms. Yeah. From the supposed smartest defender, best defender on the team. Mm-hmm. I, I just, again, like there's never a level of awareness from the coaching staff. Right. That that that's something that had to be discussed at halftime. There's no way it wasn't. Well, unless unless the halftime was to not any not let anyone but Booker beat us tonight, I don't know what else they could have said. Because, <laughs> but it's like Booker comes out of halftime and they're guarding him like he didn't just go off, <laughs> like he doesn't have twenty one already in the first half. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I was so mad. I'm like, yo, you know, if if Booker's like making like cool moves or, or in such a bag that you just can't stay in front, okay, that's just him in the zone. Mm-hmm. Booker's just bumping guys. He's at the free throw line. Yep. He's coming off a basic pick and roll without even a good screen. He's at the yep. free throw line. He's posting up. He's Pump posting fake, up getting easy and buckets. three bumps, and he's inside the paint. Yeah. I told you at one point he looks strong today. I, I, Of all teams that made him look strong, it it's so weird that Milwaukee's the one. When everyone on their starting five is stronger than him. 
Exactly. The only one who isn't, who's probably spent the most time guarding him, Pat Connaughton. Yep. <laughs> make it make sense, Coach Bud, please. Yeah. No. And, you know, the um, commentators last game were talking about how impressed they were at Portis's defense on guards. And then Budenholzer, like, will never let it happen again. Dude, I, I just, like you said at one point, and you were so accurate, it's like Budenholzer convinced the team that Bobby Portis sucks. <laughs> they they just look past him. They don't get him any looks, any easy looks. They give him the ball when the shot clock is about to run out, so he has to take a terrible shot. There's so many moments in this game. Uh, just off the top of my head, the moment where he got a mismatch on the post, let's feed him the ball and cut right to his face. Yep. That's You learn that in high school not to do that. Right. Uh, and then there's, there's a moment in the second half, I remember, Drew Holiday feeds him, he kicks it out, he gets refed, and nobody's like even trying to be available for a kickout. Yeah. Yeah. And Bobby Portis misses... Oh, he like he's never touching the ball again. Yeah. Drew Holiday can miss thirty fucking shot, thirty fucking layups, but Bobby Portis can't capitalize on one mismatch. Bobby, you you just gotta play defense. That's all you get to do. Right, and also one thing that helps. I mean, one thing that's good about Bobby, even on his misses, he goes right after the rebound when he misses. Like I think one time he missed kind of a chippy. And he went and tapped it back out immediately. Yeah. Like, he his his misses aren't, you know, possession-ending misses like everyone else on the Bucks. I just, it's, you know, what I expected to happen as the series progressed is mm-hmm. Lopez, if he continued to play as badly as he had to get benched, which Boonholzer got that first step. Mm-hmm. He got benched yesterday. Yeah. I never could have imagined it would be for Pat Connaughton. To get 30-plus minutes? I just... Why do they play him like a starter? I don't get it. I don't know. I don't know. Because the thing is, even as a shooter, he doesn't make more threes than, like, Teague or probably even Portis is capable of making. If If Teague and Portis both took seven threes last night, they'd make three. Yeah, I, I agree with that. David Chinzo was just as much of a three-point threat. Yeah. And he took better shots. And then the best three-point shooter maybe. good shots. And the purest three-point shooter maybe on the whole team never plays. So <laughs> so they can't be using Connaughton as a sharpshooter. 29 threes and Brent Forbes doesn't get one. Again, like, this is why I wanted to start with Budenholzer. Dude, is is Justin Jackson not worthy of being in the league? He definitely (laughs) is. He definitely is. Okay. I saw enough things from him in Sacramento and in Dallas that he, like, he's a guy who I'll play, and if he does good things, that's more playing time. If he doesn't do anything, does bad things, all right, sit down. Right. But again... I know it's the finals. He doesn't need to play in the finals, but yes, there's been moments throughout these playoffs where they could have said, "Go out there, Justin. Let's see what you can do." Who also is a 
very good shooter. Always has been. But I just again, this obsession with Pat Connaughton. What is what is this attachment that Budenholzer has to him? I thought the progression would be Lopez will get like five inside looks to start the game. Those two games that Greek Freak missed, you know, like the first plays of the game was to Lopez right in the middle of the paint, turn around, hook, easy bucket, turn around, hook, easy bucket. And then the and then Portis would come in, spread the floor, he'd have open threes, or he'd have nice jump shot looks, or they'd feed each other back and forth. So I thought naturally Greek Freak would come in, be kind of where Portis is. But you know, no, Lopez we're back is taking to, back to the threes. same old shit. Yeah, the the fear we had, and it's a miracle this series is two two, and we'll talk about why that is in a little bit. But like, it it's like <laughs> Budenholzer ha- hasn't learned anything from the positives of their playoff run. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, solid win, Milwaukee. Uh, yes, I, as I specified, like a, a lot of times, it was like the first forty-six or forty-seven minutes, because yeah. the last two minutes of the game was the pinnacle of Milwaukee's potential. Yeah, great steals. They got a lot of fast breaks this game more than they normally do. Um, Holiday was nicely aggressive at the end. Connaughton came in, hit two big shots at the end. Yes. Um, Middleton hit huge shots. Middleton was their closer. Um, and he looked good taking those, like, the bunny shots that he spent a lot of time missing. Yeah, he did. He did, yep. And Greek Freak, just, he stayed in his game. The whole second yes. half, really, Greek Freak just stayed in his game. And he was um, involved in a lot of those shots. Yes, and you're right. And like we said in the first half, the amount of possessions they go without Greek Freak getting a touch is just sickening, man. It's just I sickening. It. I, there's every star player in the league, even the ones I, you know, hate on, Kawhi Leonard. I, I expect him to touch the ball every time down. Yeah. I yep. just, Jimmy Butler, I expect him to touch the ball every time down. Yeah. Yep. Because neither of them. You know, those guys aren't spot-up shooters, you know? And and Kawhi, it, it, the thing with the Clippers, either Kawhi or Paul George has to get a touch, it, one or the other. Sometimes they can't always do one guy, yeah. but it, it's it's insane when Rondo and Zubac are playing two-man game with two Hall of Famers on the court with them. Yep. That's, and that's kind of what happened. Last night at times, Drew was out there with Lopez and, you know, the starting five was out there, but Drew and Lopez and PJ were playing like a triangle offense on one side of the court. And Giannis is there just watching everyone with his hands up like, what are, what's going on? I've seen the two most selfish superstars in the league go quarters, halves at a time, like making sure both of them touch the ball. Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Yeah. But Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton have the fucking nerve to not involve Giannis in the shit they do. Yeah. Even uh, if, you know, even Philly, and this is Doc all the time. Doc has that big man come up for like a dribble handoff, but it's really like a 
It's really just so the big man can feel the ball in the court. Exactly. Every, almost up. every good offense does that. Yeah. Blake would come up, touch it, give it right back to CP, or he'd touch it, he'd fake the handoff turn and look around, see what was happening. That's, I mean, just something as small as that. Yeah. Every every good offense, every good coach utilizes that with the possible exception of Scott Brooks. You said good coaches. That's true, yeah. <laughs> Even Minnesota, like, Minnesota who often makes the mistake of making towns drift outside. Yeah. Who, another guy, by the way, drifts outside all the time, never question him as a rebounder. Never. Uh, but even they include towns when the plays aren't for him. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't, I don't understand why you're in the finals and you're not going, especially considering the two previous games that Greek Freak had. Yeah. I'm, I'm, like you said, I'm finding any player who isn't letting him touch the ball. Yep. Yep. And especially knowing that, you know, we've mentioned times where Greek Freak attacks guys he probably shouldn't be attacking. But everyone on the court is a mismatch for Greek Freak. Like one way or another, it, it may not be in the always in that play, but... There's no one as as tall as him, and no one as quick and as tall as him. And is like just overall strong. Yeah, so he hasn't mismatched on everyone, so he has he deserves to be able to look and see. Oh, should I take this or should I not? Yeah. Let him make that decision. He's a star. You know, that's what you do with your stars. Yes, and Aiton, even though Aiton has done a good job on him, in, a, in mm-hmm. especially in this last game, in a lot of moments, mm-hmm. like they still, like you said. When he got the ball, they got good looks. Yes. It's like basketball 101. But because everyone is, everyone immediately looks to see if they have to help as soon as yes. he touches the ball. They say, okay, we back up. All right, someone else is here to help because they know he wants to do the Euro or the spin, right. whatever. So they always get good looks off of that. The play should start there with him at the top of the key and then have two things going on on the court. In the corners, but you know, I just I rarely like how they initiate anything. Yep. They they it's like they play like there'll be twenty seconds left on the clock and they're playing like there's five. Mm-hmm. What the what is going on? Yeah. Uh, Holiday takes a lot of threes where his feet aren't even set. Like he rushes, he rushes pretty much every three actually. His feet aren't set. Guys are running at him. He's and it's it's clearly the the poor shooting from inside outside is clearly getting in his head because I see him hesitating. I see him not wanting to take shots that he just has to take because he's all available. Yeah. Um. I I just I would like to see them kind of try to get him a good look. Mm-hmm. Rather than just letting him suck, mm-hmm. the same problem I have with Paul George with and Ty Lue. Like, you know, don't don't do something random to make it seem like you're helping Paul George. Like, post him up. Right. Don't just give Drew Holiday's playing awful. You don't just give him the ball and say, "Yo, Drew, how about you turn up on these pick and rolls?" Right. It doesn't make sense. Nope. 
But there was um, another team that played in this game that we barely talked about. For the Suns, man, no one really mattered, but they're big three to me. Crowder has had some weird shooting nights, so three for ten, I'm not surprised. Bridges... Crowder had a lot of positive impact with his just presence on the court. Yeah. the flop, Even the flops, just... Uh, the good defense, uh, the energy, the overall energy. And his fouls were good fouls. Yeah. Most of them. Uh, Cam Johnson played great to me. Again. Um, he didn't get enough shots, but he played great. Yeah, it's weird. I wish, like, I understand why they don't include him more. But it would be nice these next three games, win or lose, like, maybe sp- like force Cam Johnson to be kind of the premier offensive wing of all the wings. Yeah, I'd like to see him get at least 10 shots a game. Just 10. He yeah. It doesn't have to be more. It doesn't have to be you know, anything crazy, but he should get at least 10 looks. Six is... What can You really can't even do anything with six shots. I mean, he, he did as, as... He got double digits. Yeah, he did. That's better than you would... Ex- most role players could give you on six shots. Exactly. Uh, and his shot is so pure, so smooth, he could get more shots. Uh, campaign, he didn't really do much to me. I, I think some good, some bad. It seemed like Monty. Uh, it seemed like, <laughs> for a reason we we'll talk about later, uh, Payne's substituting wasn't like on schedule as it normally is. So I think he may have came in earlier than he's supposed to. Yeah, came I'll out, mention that in a little while. Came out later, so it, it kind of made his his um, substituting weird. I'm gonna be honest, man. I didn't even notice Tory Craig out there. Nah, he played well in the first half. He played very well as the five at one point. Oh yeah, the first half. He had the he the number of stretches where he rolled and got dunks. He had one really good... I forgot who he kicked it out to, but after getting a couple easy buckets, he got another roll, and he kicked it out to somebody for a three, which was a big momentum kind of moment in the first half. Yeah, he got a dunk, and he got fouled on one. Yeah, That's yeah, what yeah. it was. Yeah. And in the second half, he just... that I guess that's one thing Milwaukee did better. They didn't let like a random play the five and be successful. Yeah. Which... Again, Torrey Craig shouldn't be getting field goals playing the five. Yep. Unless it's threes. Uh, Bridges, I noticed Bridges' length, but he didn't... I didn't notice Bridges after the first quarter. Yeah, I was going to say he didn't have an impact at all either. So... Let's talk about uh, Booker first. Uh, Booker looked amazing. His shots were amazing. And he just had the magic flowing through his veins uh, last game. I I have no complaints. I think he could have tried to... You know, sometimes when you're feeling it, like you you go... You forget to think? Is that what you're going to say? <laughs> no. Because <laughs> I'll say it. <laughs> but that's one thing. But one time, when, sometimes when you're feeling it, you like... You need to hit some threes. Like when you're hot... I understand you're hot mid range and is is going, but he if you have a three, a few more. yeah. 
Yeah, if you're to me, if you hit seven shots in a row and you're zero for three in, at the end of the game, like you, you were hot. Take some threes. It don't have to be a heat check like Steph or Damian range. But, I'm know, okay with with three. that to be honest. You're okay with that? Yeah, the way this game was going, I oh yeah. Yeah. I would have been completely fine with Booker shooting them, you know, in it or out of the game, regardless. I, I'm with that. Yeah, yeah. Because they needed a, a dagger at one point, and none of his shots were, like, huge momentum-building shots. They were just, man, he's he's feeling it. That's in, it. In the second and third quarter, he did, like, the, the, su- the succession of shots mm-hmm. kind of built up to a lot of momentum. But in the fourth quarter, I completely agree with you. So, um, but you got the, 42 the issue, and you only take three threes as a guard. That's just not good. You need more. Yeah. I need six. Miss six. Yeah. Yeah. The issue for me is he was playing so spectacularly. And before I get to the the play, um, that sequence where it goes off Tucker's leg and they call it out on him... Mm-hmm. Which shouldn't be a turnover, by the way. Yeah. Uh, and then the following sequence, that weak ass foul on like Tucker just flailing as if he didn't get normally boxed out. Yep. I, I almost thought it was rigged, honestly. <laughs> Again, like the ref is literally staring at the foot. Yeah. And he's like confident that he didn't fuck up. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, dude, you're looking at it point blank. <laughs> Which, yep. again, shouldn't surprise me. That's another point. The refs for both sides were atrocious. Yeah, for sure. Both sides. Oh, my sides. God. I mean, yeah. the, the missed calls. The the random decisions to make calls. The fourth quarter missed calls were just all... It was just so bad. Yeah, and again, so Booker has five fouls. The fifth foul was fluke. Okay, it happens. Yeah. They and made then, it up with the next three fouls that he <laughs> And then, and then the, before the game is not over when this is happening, by the way, just for the people, who, just to set up the situation. Yep. The game is not over. Milwaukee gets a transition look or an opportunity. Mm-hmm. I don't care if they hit an M1 three-pointer. It wouldn't have decided the game. Right. Booker inexplicably decides to take a foul. <laughs> In his mind. In his mind. And it's yeah. what's funny about it is on replay, he actually, with the, the hand that went for the ball, he got a, mostly ball. I really didn't see him foul with the hand that he went for the ball. He, he got ball and then, you know, just because of hang time, it ended up on the arm. But right. If it was just that, he might have. It would have got away with it. That's yeah. what I'm saying. It would have made sense. It still would have been a dumb decision. Yeah. But it would have made sense that he's trying to make a defensive play. Right. But again, the the beginning of the play is him like the other hand that doesn't go for the ball is him grabbing Drew Holiday and spinning him in the air. <laughs> he's the reason Drew spun around because exactly. he grabbed him by the waist. Exactly. And yeah, I seriously, my jaw dropped. <laughs> and, and again, for those who missed it, nothing was called. Nothing at all. 
no. you just tried to get Booker in foul trouble with the the awful calls. Now you're like saving him from coming out of the game when he obviously deserved to. Yep. And then go to the next one, the Chris Middleton one. It was a little bit after that. Yeah, it was... that one was, the game was, like, that was the deciding bucket of the game. Mm-hmm. It was also, like, if the game was a little bit more point for point at that point, I wouldn't have been surprised. Like, I wasn't really surprised that it wasn't called. I wasn't I wasn't surprised either, but it it was a foul in the first, any first three quarters of a game, that's a foul. Like, it yes. happens all the time. It's, a, yes. it's like a normal call for them to call a foul. But again, having watched 46 minutes of awful refereeing... I wasn't surprised. However many minutes this finals have been, it's been all awful refereeing. Yep. I shouldn't be surprised. Yep. But, like, it's just... It's bizarre to me that he got away with that and then, like... They just moved on. I've never seen anything like that. That you know what that reminded me of, Jr. And it wasn't as you know disastrous as what Jr. did in the moment that Jr. did it. Mm-hmm. But getting the offensive rebound off the free throw and just running out. Oh yeah. Obviously not knowing the score. Mm-hmm. Which he still denies to this day. I don't know why. Right. Uh, but it, it reminded me of like. It was to that level of absent-minded. Are you saying on Booker's part yes, or the on, on Booker? T- Seriously, who takes their last foul? What star player have you ever seen take their last foul in a in a tight pos- like one possession game with forty points? That's who, the other thing. Like if exactly. he had, if he had six points, I would get it. Like he's not doing nothing anyway. I wish he, he fouled points. out the previous game. Yeah, yeah. Dude, he's carrying them. Like, they wouldn't even be in the game without him. And he's, like, again, his last two fouls caused him to sit earlier than he wanted to. Yep. And he decides to take a foul? That's one of the dumbest things I've ever seen. I think he only went for that second Middleton one because he got away with the other one. (laughs) You might be right. Because the thing is... Like you said, you're not surprised they didn't call it, but that was a risky. That for was sure. still risky. For I'm... sure, but at that point, you have to get a stop. Oh, I got you. Yeah, yeah. Because it was like I think it was 40 seconds left or something like that. If that, mm-hmm. it might have even been later because of an awful turnover. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at that point, like I, I'm okay with him fouling out because you just can't just let a, you know, anybody get a bucket at that point. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, you're right. But man, from that from that uh, awful decision by Booker that he got away with, it, it's like everybody was just like confused after that. In the last five minutes of the game, Booker played like garbage. For sure, he didn't have garbage. a good fourth quarter overall. He had the one like bank like kind of push floater or whatever I mm-hmm. guess it was. Yeah. But yeah, overall his fourth quarter was very bad. Yep. There was also a, a foul at the end of the game that I just lost my fucking mind at. Which one? The the ref just assuming they took a foul. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
again. When Giannis didn't even step out of bounds to throw the inbounds. Did you see that? Yeah. <laughs> but I've learned from KD's uh, Golden State journey mm-hmm. <laughs> on the sideline. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or on the baseline, I mean. But, again, I, I, I don't mind you missing shit. That's, obviously, that's going to happen all the time. Yep. But now you're trying to predict calls? The fuck is that? They didn't even get to him yet, really. Yeah, they're they're like they're literally they've just started the trap. As they start the trap, they take their hands off. Mm-hmm. And the ref just assumed they took a foul. Like it's like the ref was like thinking of what Phoenix was doing rather than watching what's actually going on. Right. I seriously I would have got tossed for that. Did um, Monty have a challenge? Uh, both coaches, for some reason, did not. I don't know. They they did rule wise, but mm-hmm. their choice not to use it at any point was completely bizarre. Budenholzer had like six times he could have used it, and Monty, I would have used it there. I mean, none of what's them, there like, to lose? Either you're down with out of timeout, yeah. or you. Get the you know get a chance to get the ball back, and no none of the teams had to like use excessive timeouts to where yeah. it's like yo I don't want to use the challenge because I need the time like that that was never the case yeah so why would you not take a look at like legitimately questionable calls that time where they called the foul the reach in on Tucker on the Booker three. Mm-hmm. They uh, Milwaukee shouldn't had three fouls a, then. Yeah, shouldn't have been a continuation. I mean, they had three timeouts then. I was like, oh, that's an easy challenge. Get the three shots back at least. Yeah, that would have been huge. Yeah, yeah. Just a regular foul and it's just, you know, inbound. But, yeah, they had moments. With that being said, I don't know. Uh, am I missing anything from this game besides no, the we, main point? We've talked about every other player. There was one other player that participated in this game. You know, if you're an NBA fan, you know him well. <laughs> He's been in the league for 16 years. Most experienced player in this series. Mm-hmm. Most experienced Oldest player in this series too. For sure. Um, maybe not for sure, but just off of ex- most playing time, obviously. Yeah. Uh. The most... Him and PJ are the same age. <clears throat> um, what else? What other... You know, he's been around for a long time. He's a Hall of Famer. Uh, in my eyes, he's a Hall of Famer. Despite oh. what I'm about to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was uh, going to say, everyone's eyes, he's a Hall of Famer. Sure. Yes, he is a top... At worst, he is a top 10 all-time point guard in NBA history. At absolute worst. At absolute worst. And he makes uh, a little more success. If they win this finals, there's a good chance he makes the top five. Yeah. Consensus. I mean, you saw Lowry skyrocketed in guard, like all-time guard rankings when he won a championship. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying he went from like top 50 to like 10. But yeah. he, to me, moved like he he opened my eyes to what a like important player he could be for a good team. 
He went from 50 to 30. Yes. Top 30. That's that's a great uh, com- uh, comparison. Mm-hmm. But I say all that <laughs> to say that this... To call, it, to call it a choke, it, is, it wouldn't do it justice, honestly. I, I would have wished... I would have wished he would have choked. You wish it was that simple? I wish... Yeah, I wish he was scared. I wish he was off. I wish mm-hmm. he had b- popcorn before the fucking game and the ball was slippery. I, yeah. wish, I wish his shoes sucked, which yeah. they looked like they did. Mm-hmm. He's played 1,090 games. I wonder to find how many games he's played. One of the most cerebral point guards I've ever watched. Yep. That game four was one of the dumbest performances I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, it was. Honestly, honestly, and I obviously I haven't watched every game of the... 1,090 games that he fucking played. Mm-hmm. But I I think it's a safe bet that that was the worst game of his career. It's definitely the worst I've ever seen of his career. Yeah. He looks like someone on the, um, what is it, the Washington Generals at the Harlem Globetrotters play? <laughs> I don't even want to make jokes. Like, I'm laughing, but the shit is really not funny to me. He'd come off the bench for the. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! Again, and this is where like all the other stuff we talked about—the the the Milwaukee issues, some of the Phoenix just kind of bonehead moments. Yeah, it it was you know frustration, basic Mm -hmm. frustration. Mm Mm-hmm. What Chris Paul did in this game had me distraught, honestly. Yep. Me too. I've never seen somebody be awful in every way. <laughs> and he didn't have zero points, mind you. No, ten. He had multiple assists, I'm pretty sure. Seven, yeah. So, it's not that he wasn't involved in the game. Mm-hmm. I wish he wasn't fucking involved in this game. Seriously, I, wanna... I, I don't even want to start to list how many ways he was awful in. But you know what? I will. Go for it. And I'm going to start it. with uh, my first point. Most cerebral point guard possibly of all time. Never felt how the game was going. Mm-hmm. Not one fucking time did he understand I should take more shots. I should look for my teammates more. Who should I look for? Who yep. should I attack? What sets should we run? All, yep. all those things that are Chris Paul's strengths, he looked like he never thought about it for the entirety of the game. He definitely looked like he was in a complete fog. I, I talked about Drew Holiday possibly being high. I don't even know what to... Chris Paul looked drunk at certain points in this game. <laughs> I, I I couldn't understand why every drive he would just fall down like every time. Dude, again, basketball one hundred and one. Like any decent high school coach, 
hey, don't jump and make passes. Don't get caught in the air trying to make a pass. That's like middle school. Middle school. Yeah. Every turnover he had was a, a outside of him busting his ass for no reason, like you said. Mm-hmm. Was him jumping and trying to throw over the longest team in the league. Yeah. I don't understand, Chris. Like, I talked about not understanding Budenholzer's logic. Chris mm-hmm. Paul made no fucking sense this entire game. He was making jump passes over the longest team in the league, and he's the shortest guy on either <laughs> team. Oh, my God. <laughs> Moving on from all that, bad, which was bad enough, mm-hmm. every time he had the ball... Devin Booker couldn't get a good shot. Every time he had the ball, he passed it to everybody but fucking Aiton. Yep. What are you doing? It was bad, man. How how idiotic can you be of a guard when your third, often second best player is your big man and you're fucking not looking at him? At all. You know what's crazy? He had the prettiest assist of the night when he dropped the bounce pass to Torrey Craig when he was playing the five. Mm-hmm. But DeAndre Ayton, I can't fucking see him, apparently. Yep. Again, Chris Paul had no feel for anything that went on in this game. The nerve yep. of this guy to say that I'm going to get a shot when the game is on the line rather than my fucking... Guard who got 40 points? Who's barely fucking missed? Chris Paul didn't even take a free throw. Didn't get to the line despite the fact that he's flopping all night. Yeah. Was that what he was doing? Flopping? Oh, when he had the ball, I don't. I couldn't tell you. I don't know what the fuck that was. Him Every, busting his ass was just like... It, it just... At one point, I'm like, yo, Chris, Chris how about you just like... Like, give, just pass it, bro. <laughs> like, I've never said this about Chris Paul, but, yo, for the first time, I'm looking at Chris Paul, I'm like, yo, don't try to make a play and pass it. Just fucking move right. it, yo. Let's get the ball out of Chris's hand. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. As you mentioned earlier, every time campaign came into the fucking game, it's like Monty Williams was subliminally saying, Chris, like, let's let other guys make plays. Mm-hmm. Cause you're not you're not cutting it, dude. Yeah. I just Cam came in really early last game. I mean, you know, last night came in really early. It had to like force shots, force like like a, like attacks to create. Yeah, he didn't look good. Then they kind of had him playing off ball because. Booker was playing so well, so like Cam was like at the two at one point. Yes. And Booker was being ball dominant. It just, it was interesting. It was um, interesting, but it looked bad. Yeah. Uh, Chris Paul did a lot of complaining for his teammates. I never mm-hmm. saw him make an effort to get a stop. Yep. I never saw him. I know he's the smallest guy. I never saw him make an effort to get a rebound. He's a three time. Steals leader, or two time. At he least had zero steals last night. Zero. Zero steals. How many fouls did he have? Uh, he had 
four fouls? Not enough. <laughs> Foul out. That, not enough to not have any steals. Exactly. That's a game. Or blocks. You can't play like that and not foul out. Yeah. Like, seriously, dude, get aggressive and get the fuck out the game, like, screwing up. Mm-hmm. Don't just, don't just, like, don't act like you shouldn't miss any minutes in this game. Right. Just, again, other things, um, like I said, rebounding, I said he didn't defend a soul. Remember I, to- I told you in the first half, uh, Phoenix is en- defensive energy is great, but the communication is like awful. Yeah, most of those plays were because Chris Paul closed out on guys that were already being guarded. Mm-hmm. Of all people yeah. to not communicate, the most experienced guy in the fucking in this series, the guy yeah. who has more experience than some of the fucking coaches do. Yep. The, the utter level of stupidity, it, it blew my mind. Yeah. It blew my mind. I, again, busting his ass. He, Chris, you cooked the first two games every time you got a mismatch. Now you got a mismatch and you're forcing passes to the wings? Hey, Chris, yeah. by the way, when you got a mismatch, Aiton often has a mismatch too. Aiton, who's carried you defensively, who's carried you offensively numerous times. Mm-hmm. You're not looking for him or Devin Booker, who's cooking? Aiton, Aiton didn't shoot any free throws either. That tells me he didn't get the ball enough. Not enough at all. And, and what's crazy is, remember you talked about, we had a conversation off air about how good Devin Booker like is or isn't. Mm-hmm. And you said how he had Chris Paul to set him up for shots. Yeah. While a lot of the guys compared to him, they don't have that luxury. Yeah. It didn't look like a fucking luxury yesterday, I'll tell you that. It didn't. It looked like a fucking handicap. That's what it looked like. <laughs> <laughs> and the crazy thing is, what's, what was kind of interesting about uh, Milwaukee, they still guarded CP like CP was playing well. But it wasn't like he was... They didn't guard him... Nearly as hard as they guarded him games where he was eating. You know, exactly. games where he had He's 30. still... The same issues that doomed Milwaukee in game one and two, Milwaukee's still allowing it to happen. Yeah, exactly. Oh, CP, run any pick and roll you want. Get any guy you want on you. And yep. CP, like, doesn't want to shoot the ball now? They, keep, they let CP cut in front of the screen, like... He'll come around the screen and then he'll cut cut it off. Yes. Like if he doesn't get the switch and then he he's like in the paint, they still let him do that every single time. Without fail, they don't stop it. I seriously, I can't believe one of the smartest point guards I've ever watched could have such a dumb performance. Yep. <clears throat> and I was extremely critical of Middleton and Holiday in the first half. Chris yeah. Paul made me forget all of that. Yep. For good reason, because he was dumber than what they were doing. Yep. And again, Middleton and Holiday, I don't expect like a, a high level of IQ. I expect yeah. some basic things, but not the expectation that I have of Chris Paul. 
Yep. And for him to go out in such a pivotal game, such a potential momentum game, yep. to, to be dumb in practically every way. Yeah. I, I was speechless. Yeah. Again, I I'm it made me appreciate LeBron's twenty eleven choke. Yeah. Because LeBron was choking and he was scared to take shots. I wish Chris Paul would have flat out been scared to take shots. If he plays like this again, this is ultimate choke. For sure. Because you win the first two games, it looks great. If he blows another 2-0 lead, he's not, there's no recovering from that. No, there's not. I mean, you know, maybe, I mean, Phoenix will be hungry if they do lose, so I, I think there's a, a good maybe two-year window that they get another crack at it. Yeah. But with CP's health history, is it really a good window? No, this is it. And, and the thing is, with Booker getting 40, like, you have no excuse. Like, it's different if, if he choked and no one else on the team played well. But you can't choke and someone on your team get 40 and you guys still, you know, average 40 and you guys still blow the lead. Blow it to a lead. Honestly, man, it, I wish there was, like, like, Drew Holiday flat out sucked. He did. I wish Chris Paul would have flat out sucked. Yeah. Again, like you look dumb in every aspect of the game. Yeah. When the reason people love you, the reason you're like so highly regarded, is of because of how smart of a player you are. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really don't know what to say. I mean, I've said it all at this point because you know I, I get very heated about bad basketball. But mm-hmm. my God, that was a new new low. Yep, that was I a agree. new low, and he busts his ass, and my phone is blowing up at the end. When he busts his ass at the end, my phone is blowing up of how trash he he's playing. Yeah, and it's I'm I'm like yo, it's worse than trash. Like Drew Holiday's trash. Yeah, what CP is doing is completely just like brain dead. Yeah, it's a complete meltdown. Compared in comparison, you know. Shout out to all the chokes I've watched over the years, man. James Harden <laughs> has a lot of them. You know, I, I James Harden like at least chokes properly. Yeah. Again, like be decisive in your struggle. Mm-hmm. Chris Paul like couldn't decide if he could do anything well, so he just did the dumbest shit possible in every situation. Yeah, for those who who say uh, if CP played in that Houston and Golden State series, if he played like this, it wouldn't have mattered. They're like, oh, if he played, they would have been fine. They would have beat Golden State. You yeah. remember? You remember when we're talking about we're previewing the first round, and you were more confident in Phoenix than I was, mm-hmm. and I told you, yo, I, CP in the playoffs gets kind of awkward. Yeah. I never imagined this. And it, it's it's worse when it's one game. Because to me, if he had been doing this, been playing bad, we would have been like, oh, CP is still, you know, still playing bad. Or he's still doing the playoff thing. But he's been pretty much stellar up until, you know, the finals. Yeah, I agree. 
He was and, great. And this, the uh, the con- the semis and the conference finals. He was great. And the way he took out the Clippers, I mean, it was great. But this, I mean, yeah, he destroyed is... Denver almost single handedly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He was minus ten last night. Oh, Covington was actually plus twenty one. That's crazy. I, I'm I'm past Covington, and and the plus minus with CP doesn't matter. It, no, it, it doesn't. Th- and this wasn't like a in the post game. You know, he acknowledged the turnover issues. CP, this was way worse than the five turnovers. Yeah. This is like this is like Embiid talking about the momentum changed when we got one point instead of me fucking getting playground reached around. Right. Like, yo, this wasn't a, oh, my bad on the turnovers. Yo, my bad on not sitting the fuck down. No leadership. None. There was no floor generalship. I no, saw more communication from everybody else that played. Yeah. Than I saw from CP, at least like, could like helpful communication. Yeah. I mean, they you had know. like Jay Crowder was getting mad at him at one point. Yeah, I think he was. Um, yeah. One of the passes where he early on when he threw it in between, Jay Crowder was mm-hmm. like, "The fuck." Yeah. Again, of all people, CP, Chris Paul. Yep. I mean, Paul George looked like a better point guard throughout the playoffs than CP that looked yesterday. Yeah, he did. He really did. <laughs> just Reggie Jackson, who didn't even pass the fucking ball, looked like a better point guard. And I would rather CP just not pass the ball than exactly pass it and not do anything, exactly. not make any plays. Stop busting your ass trying to get a layup on seven footers. His seven assists were really just because Booker was on fire. I didn't even see him get that many to Booker, to be honest. Yeah, he had a couple. Some around, you know, coming off the screens. Yeah, they, that, I think he hit Crowder in the corner. That for, curl they run for Booker is like an assist machine. Yeah, it is. Yeah. But, I think he had two to Crowder in the corners for threes. You know. And Monty Williams made a nice speech after the game. I don't know if you saw Mm-hmm. Uh, talking about just, you know, we put ourselves in this position, I think 17 offensive rebounds and 17 turnovers. Yeah. Is is the two stats that he singled out. Yeah. Uh, but, like, I, I, hopefully after or before that speech, Chris Paul had to stand up and say, yo, I can't do that ever again. Yep. And, and you know, Devin Booker responded – and, and proved a lot of doubters with his, you know, game three to game four. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm hoping that's what we get from Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. But I just, I'm so shocked at the lack of IQ. The thing is, we'll have to see if Chris Paul can do that and everyone else can still play well alongside him. Because um, I've seen games where CP can take over. But the team doesn't get all the way involved. They get kind of to the, you know, like we're out here playing defense, but on offense, we're just out here. And Phoenix Uh, is too good to do that. They are, yeah. I I do want to say I I was impressed with how well the Bucs took care of the ball last night, like overall as a team. They didn't have many turnovers. I think they had 
He only had five turnovers. Um, the Suns only had three steals. Yeah, and so, and that's so. what kept them uh, in the game when they were playing poorly a lot of the time. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, they got a lot of, you know, whether it was from CP or somebody else, a lot of breakaway steals, which was nice. A lot of rebounds and pushing. They pushed the ball really well. That was nice. A couple cherry picks, but, you know, they. I think that's something they do well that's pretty much unstoppable if they can take care of the ball. Honestly, you don't deserve to beat Milwaukee if you're going to be turnover prone. Right. Yep. Yep. Well, that's all I got, man. I'm just, I'm so mad that I told you at one point this is Devin Booker's game to lose. And and CP was like, hold my beer. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. That was, again, a Chris Paul man who I really want to get a championship. Mm -hmm. It's hard to root for him after that because that was just disgusting. Yep. You got Phoenix and a comeback game next game? Confident? No, I'm not. Not anymore. This was... To me, this... Uh, maybe I'm a, I'm being overly negative right now, but that was not an easy loss to recover from. Yeah, I agree. Any other way, if maybe if Middleton hit some like bullshit or anybody hit bullshit out of like, all right. Mm-hmm. Even fucking Pat Connaughton. Yeah. Uh, but... To lose like that, good yep. luck, Phoenix. It's not gonna be an easy game five like y'all thought. Yep. Yep. Well, we'll see what happens. We're here. Uh, we'll be back after that game. Um, till then, subscribe. Um, we'll be back for our full episode next week as well. Yes, we're getting back uh, on some other topics. Yeah, A lot of catching uh, up to do. Yeah, yep. Um, Till then, thanks for listening. Share, subscribe, follow us, Instagram, all that good stuff. And we'll see you guys next time.